Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This is People Every Day. Coming up, James Franco breaks his silence four years after sexual misconduct allegations. Plus, I sit down with a mom whose holiday card went viral after she used the occasion to introduce her non-binary kid to the world. And then a chat with celebrity chef Carla Hall that will get you very hungry and very inspired to bake some Christmas cookies. It's December 22nd. Hi, everyone. It's Zoe Ruderman back in for Janine Rubenstein. I'm really excited about two interviews you're going to hear today. One is with Jennifer Chen, a California mom who used her holiday card to introduce her non-binary child, Clark, to the world. She tells me about the beautiful responses she's getting, the brilliant advice for dealing with the not-so-beautiful responses, and what other parents in her shoes should know. Then Janine sits down with Chef Carla Hall and gets some holiday cooking ideas. But first, let's talk about some big breaking news. James Franco is speaking out about sexual misconduct allegations made about him nearly four years ago. The 43-year-old actor was accused of sexually inappropriate behavior by five women, four of whom were his acting students. And he appeared on the Jess Cagle podcast on Sirius XM. Listen to some of what he had to say. There were some complaints about me and uh, an article about me. And um, at that moment, um, I just thought, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to be, I'm going to pause. Did not seem like the right time to say anything. Um, there were people that were upset with me and I needed to listen. Franco also revealed he's struggled with sex addiction for years and that he was hooked on alcohol for 20 years. He also admitted that he cheated on everyone before his current relationship with his girlfriend. Now, back in January of 2018, one of the alleged victims claimed that Franco, quote, abused his power by exploiting the non-celebrity women that he worked with under the guise of giving them opportunities. This past summer, Franco reached a deal with two of his former acting students who'd filed a sexual misconduct lawsuit against him in 2019. We obtained records that state Franco agreed to pay over $2.2 million in the settlement. In this interview with Jess Cagle, Franco also admits he did sleep with the students while teaching, but says it wasn't part of a master plan and that he was not clear-headed at the time and that it was consensual. Over the course of my teaching, I did sleep with students. And that was wrong. He also gets into his now non-existent relationship with Seth Rogen, who was once one of his closest friends and co-stars. The full interview will air tomorrow, Thursday at 2 p.m. on SiriusXM. Moving on, I'm really excited to talk about this next story. 
when I looked at people.com earlier, I saw that the number one article on the site was about a woman named Jennifer Chen and her family. So Jennifer and her husband, Brendan, are the parents of five-year-old twins. And just a few weeks ago, she posted her family's holiday card featuring a photo of the four of them on social media, introducing her son, Clark, to the world. And here's what she wrote. I'd like you all to meet Clark, formerly known as Claire. Clark prefers they slash them slash he pronouns and would like to be known as my kid slash my son who is non-binary. Clark asked us to tell our friends and family who they are now. Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. So tell me, what were you feeling in that moment when you posted this photo and that message to social media? I was scared, honestly. I, I was hesitant. Um, we had talked about it before I did it. Um, they don't know what social media is. And so I explained that our holiday card was going to go out, but then there's some people that, you know, just I would like them to know as well. And Clark was like, yeah, of course. And that morning that I did it, I was really nervous. And then just all this love poured in. Had you been worried that you were going to receive a few less than positive messages? I know you live in a pretty liberal, open-minded area, but obviously social media includes a whole lot of people who might not share the same mindset. So were you nervous about responses you might get? Yes, I definitely was. I mean, I know on Facebook, there are conservative family members, which um, I'm not judging them, but I I didn't know if they would feel open to what we were going to share on Instagram. I, you know, my profile is public, so anyone can comment. And um, right now, a lot of people are (laughs) um, posting some not so positive things. And I understand that I, that's what I had feared. And I knew that it would come eventually. And did you read the responses to Clark and how did they react? I actually put um, it on our our TV so they could see the big scroll of messages um, from Facebook mainly. And both Chloe and Clark were amazed and so happy and just smiling. They both were like, wow, all these people care. And I said, yeah, they, they're happy to meet you both. And we read some of them out loud. There was like two, 200 comments. I wasn't reading wow. every single one. And I imagine you're not sharing the less positive comments. How are you processing those personally? You know, yesterday I I spoke about it in front of my kids. I, I didn't say exactly what people said, but I said, you know, some people are being unkind. And Chloe actually said to me, she's like, don't listen to them. Like they're, you know, don't listen to them, mom. And I'm like, you're right. I shouldn't listen to them. And um, that's great advice, Chloe. We should all listen yeah. to Chloe on social media. I like that. So when did you and your husband first become aware of Clark's new identity? You know, I like to tell people that it was gradual, that we we said to each other, whatever, you know, when Clark, the meltdown about not wanting to wear skirts, I said, okay, that's one step. And I said, you know, if you don't want these anymore, just let me know. I'll donate them. I'll give some to your sister. But Brendan and I were very clear of when they tell us they want something, we'll deal with it then. Like I, We just felt like Clark would tell us when they were ready for something. And initially, they didn't want to change their name. They didn't want. They were just like, I just, I don't like skirts. I don't want to wear dresses. And then it became a haircut and the end, things like that. So for us, it was really following Clark's lead because I, I thought, you know, maybe this is just not wanting to wear shorts, you know, and then it kept going and going until they felt comfortable to share what they shared. So tell me about that first haircut when Clark decided they wanted a, a slightly different look. What was that like? I had taken them to somebody I had gotten my haircut with, and Clark had, before the haircut, made it clear they wanted 
short, short hair. But then the hairstylist had said, oh, that's not what you want. You don't want a pixie cut. That's too short. And so wow. Clark actually said, oh, okay, then I'll go to my chin. And I said, oh, you can have what you want. Like it's, And I realized I maybe should have had a conversation with the hairstylist beforehand, but I just hadn't thought that it would be an issue. So my husband took it on after I told him. He called a few salons and found somebody who... Um, was LGBTQ friendly and actually offered a non-binary hairstylist, and wow. then that's where Clark got the haircut they wanted. And was that experience much more positive? The smile when Clark came home, and just it was like Christmas. <laughs> oh, I love that! So I could tell how much that meant to them. And what has the response been like um, at school and and in your community? I'm really fortunate to live in a neighborhood that's. Clark isn't the only child who feels this way or presents differently. The school was really supportive. Honestly, a lot of the classmates were like, okay. And the kids don't actually really care that much. And that was, what gives me hope is that I feel like the younger generation, younger than myself, actually is flexible in their thinking and not feeling like everybody has to be set and who they are. That gives me hope too. And am I right that it was actually someone at school who helped Clark figure out their new name? You know, it's funny. Clark came home one day and said the the lunch lady had said, uh, had been calling them Clark because um, with the short haircut, they didn't realize that Clark's name was, it was Claire. And so Clark was like, I like that name. I really like it. And I said, okay, and so we tried it at home at first, um, and it took us, my husband and I, a while to get the name <laughs> right and the pronouns because we were, you know, spent five years calling our kid a different name. So, of course. Um, but then eventually, there was one day they said, "I want to tell my teacher," and I said, "Okay, let's t- talk to your teacher." So we had a conference about it. We talked, and um, we are really fortunate. I know that's not every school. I know it's not every neighborhood. I, I. I can see that from the messages I get from parents now who are um, seeking um, just advice and solidarity, but we are really fortunate. So I have to, I want to emphasize that because I, I don't think this is every single neighborhood across America. I think you're absolutely right. So what advice do you have for families who are raising non-binary children in communities and schools where there isn't this much understanding and support and open-mindedness? I would say, you know, I've seen a lot of great online support. There's Facebook groups, there's PFLAG groups. Um, I have had people reach out to me um, and connected me to other families. So there might not be a family who lives in your neighborhood, but there's a family that lives somewhere in your state. And the, the other piece of advice is that I, my husband and I have always said if to Clark, if you want to someday be a girl again, if you want to be whoever, we love you no matter what. This could last a year, it could last the rest of your life. I don't really care, but you tell us what feels good for you. And I think leading from a place of listening to my kid, loving them and supporting them, regardless of what happens. That was Jennifer Chen. After the break, hear from celebrity chef Carla Hall to get some seriously mouthwatering holiday recipe ideas. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. 
Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Christmas is just a few days away, and I'm hoping that many of you like me will be gathering around a table with family eating amazing food. So it is the perfect time to bring on celebrity chef Carla Hall. You might know Carla from Top Chef or ABC's The Chew. She's also known for her cook with love philosophy, meaning if you're happy while you cook, the food will taste better. Love that. Carla sat down with Janine earlier this month to talk about Christmas cookies, holiday meal prep, and her new partnership with cybersecurity farm Avast, which focuses on a different kind of cookie and what you can do to protect your digital life. Take a listen. Before we dive into holiday recipes, I I just want to talk a little bit about your new partnership with Avast in support of online computer safety. Like, So how did you get involved in this and, and why digital safety? You know how I got involved? One, I'm not a techie. Two, I have seen a rise in all of those little blurbs, except all cookies. And I'm like, what do I do? Do I do? Do I say yes? Do I change the setting? And three, I actually went to a fake website and gave a lot of my personal information. So no eggs. Yes. Yes. I know. And so when this opportunity came to me, I was like, yes, because I want to understand how to protect myself. I wanted to partner with them because they're going to teach me how to stay safe. And they're going to do the nice. work for me, the heavy lifting, and I don't have to do it. And and the only cookies I have to accept are the ones that I'm making for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes, it's such a crazy time um, in terms of all of that, especially with the holidays. There's a lot of, you know, predatory stuff going on out there. So that's awesome. Well, well, speaking of those actual cookies, let's switch gears a bit and talk food. The holiday season is the perfect opportunity to gather with friends and family, especially, you know, if you missed the chance last year due to the pandemic. So you got to whip out the good stuff this year. But with gatherings, you know, comes, you know, hungry people and for a good reason. So what are your favorite dishes to make this time of year? Maybe like a, a oldie but goodie and one that is, you know, you're whipping it out for the first time and you're going to see how it goes. Well, okay. A couple things. So I, I love making cookies. I used to have a cookie company. So that for me is, and there are all of these cookie exchanges mm-hmm. and I want to help people actually make good cookie choices because when you go to a cookie exchange, you hope to get all good cookies, but that doesn't always happen. So one of the cookies and the recipes that I'm sharing is a ginger cranberry linzer tart. Mm. And what I love about the ginger cranberry filling or the jam that goes inside the cookies, you can actually use that with a pork dish or a savory dish. If you use a little less sugar or you add more citrus, you can make one batch, use half of it for the cookies and half of it for something else. And you can even use it for your cranberry sauce. Oh, I like that one. Is that a... Is that- a newbie or an oldie? It's a classic, but I changed it because of the filling, but it's considered a classic. Nice. So here's my newbie 
You have children, right? Two. Two. How old are they? Six and one. Six years and one? Mm-hmm. one? Okay. And this is sort of an oldie turned into a newbie. I do shortbread, but I make it into this, um, maybe like a six by six square or rectangle. It doesn't really matter. You roll it out, you square it off, you prick it, you bake it, and then you make a buttercream and you use that buttercream. You make all different kinds of colors and you actually use the cookie as a canvas and you paint on it with the buttercream. Oh, that's pretty and fun. Yes. It is pretty and fun, and you can also use that little cookie as place cards. You can use them on your mantle, and it can sit out, and so the frosting will get hard, but the cookie shortbread lasts. Okay, let's talk savory. So for the novice preparing dinner this year, um, that would be me. I am not a chef by any means. Um, What can be made that will, you know, make a good impression that make people say like, oh, okay, Janine. Okay. Yeah. So Janine, where, okay, from one to 10, what's your skill set? I mean, be honest, one to 10. I'm really great at breakfast. Okay. The buck stops there. So I would say I'm just cooking like a dinner meal. I'd give myself a four. Okay. We can work with that. We can work. You know, I've done worse cooks in America, so we can work with that. Yeah. Um, So I would say, Janine, I don't know where you're actually from, but for us, our holiday menu, our Christmas menu is very similar to Thanksgiving. And we always Mm -hmm. do something special. But the one thing and one place that I always feel that is missing, that's sort of a warm up to the dinner is a really delicious soup. I mean, you can do butternut squash. You can do carrot with some spices. You can do sweet potato, making it savory with a little bit of spice. There are really easy soups that you can make, ones that are pureed. And the thing that you have to think about is to overcook the soup because Mm -hmm. a lot of times people don't develop enough flavor. So as long as you have enough stock in it, you can overcook it. Everything gets soft. All of those flavors come together. You puree them. You can make a little garnish. And I'm a big soup fan, and I never think of making it. Like, it does seem like, you know, an easier lift than, say, a roast or, like, things that, like, really (laughs) And they're like, Janine. This is gold, Carla. Thank you. Well, 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 okay. Let's talk after the fact. All right. Uh, uh, no matter how little or, or much you make, there's always leftovers. So, so how can we transform what remains into like tasty items after the holiday passes? I'm always looking for you know other ways outside of just microwaving the same plate I had two days ago. If you want to use like leftover bread or rolls, mm-hmm. you can do a strata, which is a savory bread pudding. Ooh. That is the perfect thing to do the next morning when you don't want to cook. Because my thing is you've already spent all this time cooking. So yes. you really want to get the payoff on the days after the day. So to do that, where you add eggs and some milk and you just whip up everything, you put everything together. You let it sit in the fridge. You could even do that tonight as you're cleaning up and you're like, okay, these vegetables are left over. That means let me chop this up. Let me put it in my egg thing. Let me put it in the in the refrigerator, not cook it, get up the next morning, pull it out, boom. You just throw it in the oven until it's puffy and delicious. And you can add cheese or not. Always. Right? <laughs> Who would not? <laughs> right? Instead of the strata with bread and the rolls, you could also put all of those with eggs into a shell. So you're making a quiche, which would be really delicious. 
My whole thing is I like um, salads with the, the meat. You can take your stuffing if you're having that and tear it apart and toast it like they're breadcrumbs. I mean, um, croutons, but also that cranberry sauce, which I, we also have for the holidays, can become a, um, a vinaigrette. That was celebrity chef Carla Hall and our very own Janine Rubenstein. Now that something has made you hungry, here's something to make you smile. Do you ever wonder, like me, if Mariah Carey plays All I Want for Christmas all December long, just like the rest of us? Well, it turns out not only does she blast it in her house, but Mimi also gets the help of backup singers. She posted a video of her dogs getting in on the singing. Take a listen. Mariah posted the video on Insta of her 10-year-old twins, Moroccan and Monroe, and their two dogs harmonizing. Merry almost Christmas to Mariah, her kids, her dogs, and all of you. And I'll see you tomorrow.